Hi, Mike Gibson here, live from ESC 2010, and I'm with Sanjit Jolly. Welcome. Thank you. Well, you just presented uh, the data from the Futura Oasis 8, correct? Now, I have a couple of questions. With factor 10 inhibition, it's kind of high up in the clotting cascade, and when you inhibit something that high up, you would think it would block clot forming on a catheter. But back in Oasis 5, you saw about a 0.9% risk of catheter thrombosis with Fonda blocking 10, and a lower rate, about 0.4%, when you block factor 2 with a heparinoid kind of compound. Do we have any sense of why you have to hit factor 2 at the bottom of the clotting cascade to prevent a clot from forming on a catheter? Yes, I mean it appears <coughs> that in, uh, that this is related to contact activation that you need uh, 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 to block factor two, uh, and this is perhaps an artificial situation because it's in a, a plastic device, a catheter, uh, and you know we realize now that an agent such as unfractioned heparin is perfect for preventing this complication. That complication. So, uh, catheter thrombosis. How did you define it? Okay. So um, it, it was so first it was adjudicated and pay, and the centers were provided the definition. So they needed to have um, catheter dampening, as well as they need to have either new angiographic thrombus in combination with that, or to take the catheter out of the body and flush catheter, uh, flush the thrombus out. Uh, so it was a rigorous definition that was adjudicated. How about clot on a wire? Did that qualify? So uh, uh, clot on the wire. Uh, uh, would qualify if you had catheter dampening, as well as it was a new event partway through the procedure, so it was new angiographic thrombus. Uh, ordinary clot in the wire in the, in the setting of ACS angioplasty without those things would not qualify. You know, when you see clot like this, it's a little scary in the cath lab. I'm an interventional cardiologist, but I have to say, looking back at some of the data, seeing catheter thrombosis, as I recall, it wasn't related to worse outcomes, was it? You know, it's just fine. Um, so the overall outcomes for the PCI subgroup of 6,000 patients were very similar in terms of death, MI, stroke, uh, and I, th I think that's important. The, the patients that did have catheter thrombus did have higher event rates. They did, uh, okay. But the overall uh, effects of the trial were consistent with PCI versus non-PCI. I see. So you, you saw some clot, and maybe it was associated with higher event rates. So what did you do here in this study? You added some heparin in to see can we get rid of this. So you used two different doses of heparin. You know, the, there was some data uh, from the OASIS-5 trial that suggested IV unfractioned heparin seemed to prevent catheter thrombus. So we specifically designed the Futura OASIS-8 trial to try to answer this important question, what is the optimal dose? Uh, and we compared a regimen of standard ACT-guided heparin of 85 units per kilo, or 60... That's kind of high to me. I mean, yeah. I'm a 50 but, units per kilo. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. It's 85 units per kilo or 60 units per kilo with a 2B3 inhibitor. Yeah. Compared to 50 units per kilo irrespective of ACT. Right. Uh, and what we saw was we saw no difference in the primary outcome of major bleeding, minor bleeding, or vascular oxide complications. Now, when you say major or minor bleeding, you know, which of the 20 different definitions were used? So this was the definition based on OASIS-5. Okay. Uh, and it's a fairly sensitive major bleeding, bleeding definition, uh, similar to the CURE definition, uh, where two units or more blood transfusion or hemoglobin drop uh, greater than or equal to three grams per deciliter would qualify. So a pretty sensitive definition of bleeding. And uh, how about efficacy? Any signal there? Yeah. So it, it is interesting. Uh, death, myocardial infarction, and target vessel revascularization, uh, the hazard ratio was about 1.5 with a p-value of 0 0.06. 
And the trial was not specifically powered to look at ischemic outcomes, but nevertheless, it's interesting. What it emphasizes is that we really need randomized trials in to determine the optimal of, of, of unfractured heparin before we change practice. Yeah, well, very good. You know, I think uh, as Ralph Brundis pointed out, uh, Fonda had been a little slow in the uptake in the United States, but you know, uh, clearly there were advantages. I mean, less bleeding and very good outcomes overall, but it's that emotional response to seeing that clot on the catheter that can be disconcerting. I think this gives us a way around that. Yeah, excellent. Good. Okay. Thank you, Sanjeev. Okay, thank you very Same much. Thanks to all of you out there today for joining us live from ESC 2010.